0: What's up, Marvelites, and welcome to a brand new episode of the MCU Exchange Podcast. This is episode 37. And alongside me is Joe. Hello. Hello. And Charles. Ah. Hey, what's up? What's up, people? And uh um, just want to give a shout out to our listeners over at Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. And also, shout out to our followers over at Twitter, that's slash uh, at MCU Exchange. You can also follow us on our YouTube account. That's... MCU Exchange, and also head over to our website for all the latest MCU news at www.mcuexchange.com. And now, it's a crazy week of MCU news once again, Joe, Charles. Let's get right to it. So we have a bunch of, you know, Spider-Man 3 news over the past week. It's crazy, crazy news, guys. And I'm not talking about Doctor Strange. I'm not talking about Electro. You've talked about that in the past week. We have a new one. We have new ones here. But we're going to break it down piece by piece. And let's start off with the biggest one off the bat. Here, we have multiple sources have revealed reports that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield could potentially be involved in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. I'm going to break down all the sources here. so just you know, We're not going to talk about just one source. We're going to break down everything. First off. Fandom Wire shared in a report that Maguire and Garfield have signed on to reprise their respective Spider-Man roles. Okay, they, they said that they signed on, so it's confirmed on their end. But on a separate note, Casey Walsh, editor-in-chief of Geeks Worldwide, revealed that the duo have not signed a deal yet, but Kevin Feige is interested. That's going to him. from him. Meanwhile, YouTuber Grace Randolph also addressed the Spider-Man 3 rumor by sharing that both Actors have been in talks for a while But also mentioning that no deal has been signed yet, as of the moment. And another one is the confirmation from Sony. They debunk that rumor, they, they didn't confirm or deny it, but they said it was not confirmed, that nothing's happening yet. Okay, I'm gonna ask you guys, Charles, you first. So, we're gonna introduce a segment here for all of you listeners out here. We're gonna talk about a rumor, we're gonna break it down. I mean, we're gonna talk about if it's something. Nothing or everything, and then you share your reaction. So, Charles, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man Three—is it nothing, something, or everything for you? And what's your what's your take on this?
1: Uh, I think it's something. Like I wouldn't say it's mm-hmm. everything yet, but currently it's something. Um, the, the idea of them coming back certainly makes sense with the uh multiverse stuff, but currently as as it is as far as the reports go, I'm not completely buying it because again it's such a like these deals are so complicated to make and yeah. like for me I, I, until like Justin crowe from or Boris Kitt runs it um I'm, I'm probably not gonna buy it because there's just so many moving parts like signing a deal as huge as this personally I'm just kind of surprised that like imagine if this was a surprise in the in the movie. Imagine if they were able to actually keep it under wraps, completely under wraps, not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everyone hear about it. Instead of maybe having deadline report it. like I'm just sort of, I'm sort of mixed on this because Marvel Studios has a lot of surprising stuff that's coming that you that you will never hear of in the trades, and yeah. and I'm just surprised that this is one of those things that. Are already making the rounds publicly before it even happens so you know I'm sort of mixed on it I think yes. it's something I, the idea works it makes sense like I'd be surprised if they if they if this doesn't happen but I'm also like sort of iffy that it's being you know reported is it real or not Sony's not saying anything but they love the press I'm sure so it's just mm-hmm. this weird back and forth between the press and fans and it's like un- until like unless we hear something that's concrete, I think this whole thing is gonna get messier and more confusing in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, it's a, there's been talk, uh, especially if you go on Twitter, <laughs> there's a round of like, reactions already, uh speculations mm. everywhere. Everything's there. Like crazy. Joe, how about you? Is it something, nothing, or everything? And what's your take on this?
2: Uh, I'm also on the something benchmark right now. I, I think it's if it's true, that would be a great thing to see happen. Um, I agree with Charles. I think it's better off as a secret not to kind of publish, oh, they're coming, if it's just a minor role we've seen in the past that that kind of backfires often. Um, so personally, the only fear I have is, that, you know, the while the film was being produced by Marvel Studios, Sony is taking care of marketing. Sony is infamous for revealing way too much in their trailers and, and pushing out way too many trailers. So I fear that they're going to kind of reveal that or, or just hint at it in a very obvious way. So that would be my worry. But like I, I agree also. It's like, I, I don't know. Is, is this true? Is this really happening? Um, it would be exciting. Uh, I still kind of was hoping for Spidey's third film to kind of focus more on him. Uh, the multiversal aspect we have discussed a lot of in the past few episodes where it's like it's getting a little much. Now with yeah. other Spideys, um, it, it's going to be interesting um, how they bring it together. Um, there's still the rumor of Craven showing up. So what what role will he have? It, it's hard because it's just so many elements in this one film right now that it's it's hard to pinpoint. To like, hey, what's real? What's not real? How is it going to come together? How will it work? Mm-hmm. Uh it's, it's it's interesting, and I can't wait to see where this leads us in this crazy journey now. Yeah, you know, it's been crazy. Reports. Uh, it's true that,
0: you know, you're going to wait for official sources. That's the f- official sources, for those of you unaware. It's, uh, it's Deadline, you know, it's The Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter, right? They're, they're uh-huh. the main variety. They're the main sources of these, of these things. And unless the reports come from those guys, they're going to be on a spe- speculation theory in the next few weeks. Or months. So many characters already. And we're going to talk about those characters in the next report. Because apparently another one <laughs> is rumored to appear in that film. According to Jeremy Conrad of MCU Cosmic, Sony and Marvel have, have already cast the role of Miles Morales. Conrad is not aware of who the actor could be. Or if this, is, if this Morales casting would even be for Spider-Man 3. Just that they have been cast and will appear in the MCU time down the line. Okay, Miles Morales. Joe, Miles Morales potentially (laughs) the MCU finally. What are your thoughts about this? Because we know that he has been referenced during Spider-Man
2: Homecoming already. Uh, It's just one more to throw in, you know. (laughs) Uh, Miles Morales was teased. Uh, I think it would be great to kind of build up the connection between uh, Spidey and Miles, but Miles is much younger. I do have a feeling that later down the point, they want him to take over the mantle or some kind. Uh, the thing is, we're just now ending the trilogy for Tom Holland Spider-Man. Who knows how far his career is going to go. So now they're going to introduce old spider man a new generation of Spider-Man. It's going to be a lot. Uh, I, I think Miles Morales is a great character. Uh, I love him in the Spider-Man game. I can't wait for the new one uh, to play it. And I think that if they introduce him... Take their time to kind of build up his role. I have a feel. I hope that this means that the the first three in the trilogy are pretty much about him being mentored, and then get becoming the role of the mentor in the next trilogy for Miles. Yeah. So you have a nice little bow around these stories. I agree, and you know it's
0: possible that the. Spider-Man has the potential to be to have movies outside of a trilogy. Like he, he can he can have six movies, and we're okay with it, right? <laughs> like, Spider-Man six movies because Spider-Man is a big character, and uh, mm. it's be interesting how his role in the MCU will move forward. Charles, how about you, Miles Morales? Does this scream Spider Verse to you? Uh,
1: like, uh, like I'm also very um, mixed on this because while I, I want to see Miles definitely in the MCU, and I want to see him with Peter Parker. I mean, the games of have- the game has pretty much shown that you can have both existing and not like, mm. not like the way in the comics where Peter Parker dies and it takes over. There's a way for them to both coexist. I think it's it feels kind of too early at this point because, like you said, like Joe said, we're just kind of ending Tom's trilogy as being the kid, and now all of a sudden he's like the he's like the mentor. Because I feel like that's another. I feel like that's like two trilogies down the line bringing in Miles. No. But then again you, you, we're getting so much of these um young characters in the MCU. We're gonna talk about one later. But young Avengers and whatnot, we're getting Miss Marvel. So I guess physically and for, for like practical reason it kinda makes sense that they wanna fast track this, but you know, I feel like this should be left way down the road.
0: You know, Mas Morale is a big character and he is supposed to be a character who is being mentored by Spider Man, but Tom Holland's Spider-Man is currently this young age, so I don't see him mentoring someone else yet. Right? Yeah. It's mm. too early. Too early.
1: If, if and, you actually but, think, about, think about it, Peter Parker has been, what, Spider-Man for...
0: How many like, years?
1: He dies in 2018, so we are going to skip the five-year mark. Peter Parker's probably <laughs> been Spider-Man for years at this point. Yeah. So not necessarily... Super experienced, if you ask me.
0: He needs more adventures. He needs more team-ups.
1: He yeah, needs more adventures. He needs more life experiences. Yeah.
0: He needs something of a tragedy, you know, to change him.
1: <laughs> Wait what a the-
0: minute. Don't
2: go that down route.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> as so soon as Gwen Stacy shows up, we know what's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope they... Do it right. <laughs> and speaking of he needs more <laughs> villains, another rumor here is pop up about another v- set of villains coming right up for Spider-Man 3. Imagine this guy's <laughs> villain. Okay. According to cho- our friend Charles Murphy of Murphy's Multiverse, Spider-Man 3 is rumored to feature Dr. Spencer Smite and the Spider-Slayers as a potential villain in the film. Murphy speculates, speculates that Smite's connection to J. Jonah Jameson was revealed to be making a return at the end of Spider Man Far From Home could add some credence to Smite and the Spider Slayers' inclusion. Murphy states that this could make Jameson a true threat to Peter as opposed to the lower level sense. Joe, you wrote an article about this, you know, about the mm-hmm. <laughs> Spider Slayers. What can you say <laughs> about this in- potential inclusion? And do you think that it's overcrowded already,
2: the film? You know, I think a lot of us always think a lot of the Marvel films are overcrowded. Uh, we thought that um, Civil War was overcrowded, and they somehow balanced it. Um, yeah, it, it is a lot. Uh, I do, I do believe. Like, uh, I when I wrote the article about the Spider Slayers, I do believe that. So my theory is, is that the film will pretty much start off with a. Um, so in the comics, Smythe wor- was funded by J Jonah Jameson. I don't see that as, as happening. I don't see a point of why J. Joe Jameson would put his money on it, but I could see him put up a bounty. The first person to catch her, Spider-Man gets this and this much money. And I could see that kind of getting a lot of people's attention. So they start hunting him down. So that's where you can kind of balance out why there are so many villains in the film, because, you know, he does kind of like the uh, Batman Arkham origins. I think it was where they had like the villains kind of taking place each at different times or working together. And I see Smythe as a guy who's pretty much hired by the government who wants to use the money for himself. And that's why he has, like, these Spider-Slayers things because it feels like they're setting up a lot of governmental stuff with Black Widow, um, with General Ross having a bigger role there, with the rumors about Thunderbolts. So I could see that kind of working in their favor. I do hope that they don't overdo it (laughs) because it's getting a lot. It's getting a very lot. But it it would be fun because Smythe is such a character that the Spider Slayer concept is a very unique challenge for Spidey. Um, because yeah, you know we did see a lot of villains try to kill him, take him out, but like he has to fight robots that are literally just designed to kill him. And I could see them like evolve the robot over course of time that it keeps changing and changing, and it could be a fun addition. Just, but like I said, it should still focus on Tom Holland, and that's going to be the biggest challenge. It's going to be so much happening that I fear that we don't that we lose focus with all these villains, with each villain being introduced. Still with Cra- Craven potentially, who's not confirmed. Electro, who's confirmed now. Smythe, who knows who else? Doctor Strange, three new Spider-Man characters. It's going to be a lot. Miles <laughs> Morales. <laughs> You know, it's exciting, and yeah. I think the problem, if it if it weren't, like, the biggest thing about the Spider-Man films being that people want it more focused on Spidey, we'd be like, oh, this is just the Civil War of Spider-Man. And it technically is feeling like that, but I, I do hope that, like in Civil War, they still keep the focus on the main character. On Captain America, and his relationship to
0: Bucky. Yeah, totally agree. Charles, how mm. about what? what is your reaction to this new Spider-Slayers potentially being featured in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 film and do you think that are you worried that it will replicate the <laughs> the crowded villains of Spider-Man of Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 you know oh yeah what also already here
1: uh look if it weren't for all these all the Toby and stuff the Spider-Slayers in spider so much sense, especially now that he's been has been Peter Parker's been outed to the public. You know, he finally has a target on his back, and people who are in power, who are who have the resource to actually de- deal with someone like Peter Parker or Spider Man, it makes sense that yeah, send them some spider slayers to fucking ruin this kid's life. It makes so much sense. But again, in 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 the face of all the um, multiversal stuff, I just I don't even know what's gonna happen because it seems like. Like I said earlier, it's like a clusterfuck. There's so much happening. As far as it being like a mess of Spider-Man 3, I think that um, Marvel Studios has done a great job in keeping stories super streamlined. Right now, it kind of seems super confusing. But when we end up watching it, when we end up going out of the theater, it's always the same conversation. Wow, that story was a lot simpler than I thought. like in-game was super simple once. Once you yeah. came out of the theater, but when you watch the trailer, you know, like we couldn't even understand what was happening. Same with Infinity War. When you watch all the different locations and how it jumps from one place to another, it kind of doesn't make sense when you watch the trailer. But once you watch the movie, it's it's super straightforward. So I'm hoping that with this, it's going to be super duper straightforward, and they find a way to make it all work seamlessly.
0: Apparently, a preview of some sorts will soon arrived for us to gauge how all of this will fit. Because according to Mor- Murphy's Multiverse, it was at expo scene when the executive marketing director of Sony Pictures Entertainment in Brazil, Camila Pacheco, revealed that there will be a first look at Spider-Man 3 in December of 2020. The terms preview and teaser trailer were reportedly used by Pacheco by in, in terms of describing this promotion. Additionally, Pacheco confirmed that the film has officially started production this week, and will be sticking to its release date next year, in December 16, 2021. Big news! So we might see the potential preview here. Charles, what's what's your safest bet of what we're going what we're going to see on December? Is it a, a title reveal, uh, a villain confirmation, or a short preview teaser trailer?
1: I think a title reveal is what we're getting at most. Like, honestly, when I heard this, yeah. I was like, what? Like, it, it, there's so much to iron out with the uh, Toby and do stuff. And um, and they're they're already teasing the first, I guess, quote-unquote teaser, like, two months from now. Like, what the fuck? Get your shit in order first before you actually, you know, start hyping and stuff. So I think, at the most, it's going to be, I guess, just the title.
0: Yeah, you know, and it'll be a fun way for Tom Holland to reveal a title again. You know, remember last time when he revealed... Homecoming and far from home.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's going to be fine. Uh, Joe, how about you? What can you expect about this upcoming preview from Spider-Man 3?
2: So it, it, this is a typical Sony marketing move is that they try to do things way too early, just way in advance before even anything settled. Uh, I think it's going to be... If at most as well a title reveal, I think it it sounds like they might do it similar to what the homecoming reveal was. I think that was in Brazil yes. all the time ago. Um, so they, we might just have him come out and say, "Oh, this is the title," and I hope that it's like the reveal of the main villain. Um, that that would be more than enough, and I I believe it shouldn't be more. Uh, one thing we've learned is like this this year especially with with how Marvel Studios has approached their film marketing they did not rush anything. They said, you know what? We don't know when our films are coming out. We're not going to push out any trailers, any teasers or whatnot if we don't know when it's coming out. And I thought that was a good move. And Sony's kind of the... I always think of uh, Terminator Genesis, where they revealed the biggest plot point of the entire film in the second trailer. Because it was like, oh, yeah. They they do it constantly. And they did it with Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. They teased everything in the trailer. And that's kind of my fear is that they're like overhyped that this film will make more than Far From Home. So they oversaturate the market with too much, too many trailers, too many TV spots. And then because the cost for marketing just keeps stockpiling that it won't make the money it did before. Mm -hmm. Who knows if it's also a move by Sony to kind of, you know, with Marvel Studios, the deal to kind of be like, you need us or you need us not. It's a weird position to be in in general. But it shouldn't be too much. They, they really need to learn to not overdo it. <laughs> Let's move to Doctor Strange, of madness. They found another actress
0: because Deadline get in a report that the babysitter's club actress Tochi Cho- 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 Chochi. Cho-chi. 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 Cho-chi Gomez has joined the cast of Doctor
2: Strange. We are apologizing in advance. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how
0: to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. In an unknown role. This is Gomez's first role in Studio Temple after serving as one of the leads of Netflix' The Baby Series Club. Gomez also starred in other projects such as Rope and Shadow Wolves. Even though it's an unknown role, many of them speculating that she will play America Chavez, Miss America. Charles, what do you think about this casting? And do you think that she's more than likely to play America Chavez?
1: I think at this point, it's. Uh, I'd be surprised if it was... A completely different character. I saw some people like um, mention another character that had nothing to do with the multiverse, and I was mm-hmm. just kind of confused why that would, why we'd use it instead of having America Chavez, was like there, was like the perfect, I guess, I guess tour guide for Doctor Strange across this multiverse. She can fucking jump through, jump through various worlds and whatnot on a whim. So it sounds super badass, and by introducing her, and you know, you know you, you're sort of covering all this this groundwork for the Young Avengers. So it has yeah. to be America at this point, because if it's not, I'll be disappointed.
0: Joe, how about you? What do you think about this casting? Uh,
2: I, I haven't seen her. I, I haven't watched the Babysitter Club, so I can't really say much about how her acting is. But I, I do find uh, this exciting... It's funny how America Chavez has been rumored for so long that this is like, oh, we have an actress... Who's we don't know who she is, and it's like everyone's like, ah, oh, she has to be America. There's no other way. Um, and it's it's exciting to think how far we've come with these films, is how many characters are introducing. I'm very very curious how they're going to integrate her story into this. I wonder if they're going to use America's background of the uh, I think it was the Korean invasion, uh, the Korean scroll, a war that decimated her Earth. Um, if they're going to use that as a starting point to build up towards secret invasion, because she has strong ties to that storyline. Um, and I, I think it would be very exciting to kind of explore. And it's it's great to see movement on that film. Uh, I'm really curious what Sam Raimi has brought to it. I'm wondering how much the script may have changed with him taking over directing duties. Still kind of hurts the irony that Scott Derrickson, all he wanted was more time to write the script. And he <laughs> well, he would have had it now. But uh, it's it's an exciting, and I hope we get some nice little Sam Raimi horror elements that'll round out the cast. I'm really curious how America Chavez will play into it. I can kind of imagine Doctor Strange having to keep her safe as they are transported through different dimensions. All right, next up on the list is we move now we move now move over
0: to Disney Plus. So we have a new casting for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that. Danny Ramirez will be taking on a pivotal role in Disney Plus The Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Marvel Studios. His role in the miniseries is undisclosed at this time. Okay, so given that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is currently filming in Prague, potentially in the final stages of filming, uh, Joe, what do you think? Uh, who, who do you think Danny Ramirez will play as a pivotal role in the series? Because it's really hard to tell right now because we have many characters in the mm.
2: show. Um, it, it's difficult because we barely know what the story is about we just know who's involved um, a lot of I, I've been reading because you know it is a, the space war is a lot about legacy so the Falcon becomes the Captain America that someone said oh he could be uh, sh- I, I'm, I'm sorry if I butcher this name Joaquin Torres uh, who became the Falcon in the comics while um, uh, Sam took over the role of Captain America so that especially because that you know his ties you know that could be built on. It's like another legacy character. Though I'm starting to kind of think of how many teenage superheroes or young heroes can they introduce? Because the Young Avengers is going to be just bloated as all hell. It's yeah. it's an interesting that they call him a pivotal role. Um, we discussed this before, but it doesn't mean that he's a comic character. It could just mean that he is a maybe the target that everyone's after that they're trying to protect. Maybe he has a key role in whatever Zemo's plans are. Originally, I think there was like the rumors that it has a virus storyline. We don't know if that has survived at all given the current circumstances. It'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Or maybe he might be one of the villains. who knows?:
0: <laughs> another, another, it another be, villain. yeah. Charles, how about you? What do you think about this casting?
1: Uh, like Joe said, pivotal could mean so it means so many things. It just means something that's like essential to. You. The story and obviously being essential means being more than, you know, you could be you could be just like a scientist that every once after, like Joe said, you're a target and you could be pivotal to the episode or the plot. Maybe he's a guy Zemo wants to kidnap. Maybe he's just like, you know, an average Joe that happens to get pulled into the story. Maybe he's the guy that incites the whole thing. Maybe he's like a civilian that dies and it just starts this whole this whole story. It could be something like that. So he could be anyone. I like the idea that he's Joaquin Torres as as, as the uh, the replacement for Falcon. But you know, I I, I kind of don't want to see another Falcon at this point because you know Sam is still going to be like the Falcon in many ways. He's still going to have his wings. He just he's just going to have a shield. So I don't mm-hmm. see necessarily like a reason to fill that void right now. So I'm not. I'm not super keen on that idea, but then again, if it if, if he does end up being the Falcon, I'm not gonna be mad. So I'm I'm sort of mixed mm. on it. But right now, I'm I'm kind of betting that he's anyone.
0: Next up on the Disney Plus list is a very interesting guys. It's about She Hulk. Weeks ago, we reported, uh, Deadline reported that Tatiana Maslany has been cast as the as She Hulk for the Disney Plus series. Mm. And now, in a new interview with the Sudbury Star, Tatiana Maslani claimed that casting reports about her playing the titular character in She-Hulk are not true. And I quote, she said that that actually isn't a real thing. And it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past and press has gotten onto it. It's not actually a thing, unfortunately. And when pressed further about her claim, Maslani said the following, and I quote once more. Yeah, I don't know how these things get. I don't know. I don't know. You know better. I have no idea. And then she laughed. Okay, we're going to go back here to the format something, nothing, and everything. Charles, what do you think about this denial? Is it something, nothing, or everything?
1: It's nothing. I mean, she's fucking She Hulk. The fact that Mark <laughs> Ruffalo did it and, you know, welcome her means that she's in. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have cast Tatiana or anyone without reading with Mark Ruffalo for at least like a yeah. chemistry test. Yeah. The fact that Ruffalo himself acknowledged it means it happened. So I don't know why she's, um, she's uh, denying it. Maybe she just wants to get out of the conversation just to be safe and not blab and whatnot. But yeah, she's She-Hulk. I don't see... I don't know. I, I, I can't see why she's not. I mean, this happens all the time. Paul Rudd denied he was Ant-Man. So it, it's it's kinda you know it's business as usual for these actors denying stuff.
0: Trying to avoid the Marvel snipers. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, how about you? Something, nothing, or everything?
2: Uh, it it's it's <laughs> it's something because it's hilarious that this is like a common theme for most <laughs> Marvel actors to deny it. Uh, I kind of wish or hope that this just means that Mark Ruffalo once again said something too early because it's so in character for him because he probably wasn't supposed to say, oh, congrats. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, it's 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 funny that this constantly happens, that actors are like, oh, no, it's not true. It's not true at all. Uh, I, I I bet she's she Hulk. There's no reason that she's not. Uh, if they don't surprise us with a brand new casting or maybe, who knows but it could also be you know she's new to a marvel contract so she's unsure how exactly she's allowed to talk about it or in general if she wants if she's allowed to talk about it right now we'll see uh, I'm kind of hoping that we get some kind of tease for the future series uh, in soon to kind of build up hype for the Disney Plus series once WandaVision drops so that we get an official statement then but it's, it's just funny. It's, it's just funny to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now let's move on to the last bit of the news. We now, move we now combine the movies and Disney Plus stuff here. Because apparently a lone Disney stakeholder wants Disney Plus release for Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow in a new release from Variety via ComicBook.com. Walt Disney Company investor Dan Loeb. I don't know if it's really Jeff Love is urging the movie mogul to move the release of <laughs> Black Widow and other large tentpole films to Disney Plus in an effort to bypass their theatrical debuts. And I quote, here's what he said. My understanding is that the old line executives don't want to go over the top with their big tentpole movies, which is why they announced they were pushing Black Widow and other movies of 20, 2021. I don't think they appreciate the tiger they have by the tail, which is to say the value they can drive by moving into a subscription model. Which has been adopted by everyone from Microsoft, and Amazon. It's so how you this? Okay, Blackwood, This has been a debate. Ever since the delay, you can Black mm-hmm. go into streaming, or we're gonna wait until theaters open. But right now, theaters are closed, or closing down because you know no, there's there are no movies to show. So, Joe, what do you think about this uh, comment from a business stakeholder because it holds weight because it came from a st- stakeholder. And uh, do you think that? Disney will like listen to him or like, nah, they will not. They're gonna stick to theaters.
2: So the thing is, is I understand Disney's move in general with the approach to say, well, we still want to release in theaters because, um, yes, digital. So, so the article, what he states is is very true, is that you have to start balancing between short term and long term investments. The thing is, with short term investments, um, the fact that right now no film is being released only means that you're stockpiling costs. You have to re, you have to completely restart your marketing costs because you have to build up the hype for the film. Uh, now, we don't know if, and this sounds terrible, but we do not know if by May everything will calm down. Will there be a vaccine that works? Will we be able to go to cinemas regularly again? So all you're doing is avoiding or pushing out the inevitable fact of that you're going to still not make a turnover as you normally would. And the thing is with digital... We saw that you know first reports from Mulan was, oh, it was making a lot of money, um, it was doing fantastic. Then all of a sudden, interesting enough, they said that, oh, wait, no, we had a miscalculation, and now they didn't make a lot of money. It's, mm-hmm. it's strange. Uh, I, I still believe Mulan's biggest fault was before the release of the film on premium access. It said, you'll get it for free in December. And right now, where people have been waiting since April to see it, why wait? Why not wait just two, three more months? You know, there's there's no reason to rush then. Um, and they kind of uh, screwed the pooch on that because they just kind of said, "Oh, you can wait and just get it by then anyway." It's it's a difficult decision. Um, I think we have heard Disney saying they want to start focusing more on digital aspects now. I'm my guess is if by March or, or end of March this whole COVID situation has not gotten better, it will be released digitally. I, I would not be surprised by that. Yeah, it's been a long delay by that time. And
0: it's, hope not, but uh, <laughs> it's a wait and see moment for everyone, not just in movies, in the movie industry, for every industry in the whole world because of this pandemic. It's a wait and see approach. You, not, you'll never know what will happen, right? It's yeah. going to be weird. Charles, how about you? What do you think about this <laughs> comment from a DC stakeholder that Black Widow is being pushed to be streamed on
1: Disney Plus? I don't think it's going to happen because they still have pre-existing deals with, um, with theater, so they're, they're going to have um, to do it just by law. But I think moving forward, I think the discussion is going to change behind the scenes. A lot of investors are going to be like, especially if nothing changes for the yeah. next Couple of months, especially for the U.S., a lot of them are gonna start complaining and gonna gonna request for more films to come out on Disney Plus. I think there's gonna be a shift for sure, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know something like Shang Chi ends up being on Disney Plus, and maybe The Eternals, unless unless you know a cure is discovered next week. I think it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be a more likely possibility as the month the months come by.
0: So that's about yeah. wraps it up for the news here for the MCU news. If you guys want to talk about more, just go follow us on Twitter. That's Twitter.com slash MC Exchange. You can also head over to our YouTube. That's MCU Exchange. You can comment on the episode. You can also go to Spotify. You can go there and listen to every previous episode of this podcast. And you can also follow me on Twitter. That's Twitter.com slash Aaron T. That's You can also follow Charles
1: on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at CFF
2: you can also follow Joe. Uh, at that a bell, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L.
0: Alright. This has been episode 37. Keep safe, everyone. Let's hope good news for the, all the films in the coming months. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. See you.